Bill, do you know why um, demons and ghouls hang out together? Demon, they have a demonically ghoul time. <laughs> <laughs> because demons are a ghoul's be- best of friend. <laughs> You string, like that one? String some demons around the neck, and you know, <laughs> you're all set for any occasion. Yeah. <laughs> a sparkling demons. Yeah. Yep. You know, there'll be a lot of people probably dressing up as Marilyn Monroe this year for Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Better that than Jeffrey Dahmer. I, I, <laughs> oh, there's going to be a lot of those. I heard too. that, that was, there was controversy. Oh. There's nothing that that rouses controversy than to say, don't do something. Oh. People will do it. Yeah. You know. I cannot bring myself to watch that thing. Yeah, me either. Me either. No. No, bloody, bloody. Especially after I had all these these alternative uh, high school students I've been working with, all the, the guys mainly talking about how much they uh, loved it and describing certain scenes. And I was just, stop. High school students? I know you that? like it, so yeah. I ain't watching it. <laughs> Interesting. That's got to be bloody. Yeah. Yep. Bloody, bloody. Yeah. Yeah. So, hi, everybody. Hello. We sort of have a Halloween episode we today. We do. Yes, we do. It is yeah. almost Halloween. And, you know, this is a lot of people's favorite time of year, yeah. Halloween. I know. I like it. I do too. I, I like dark and scary things, and you know, witches and vampires and mm-hmm. ghouls and all that. It's a good very stuff. popular holiday. It's getting more mm-hmm. popular all the time. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, maybe behind Christmas, maybe tied with Christmas. I don't know. It, I don't know it, what that it's says. Right up there. Right up there. And especially with the decorations, you know, yeah. you can get as many Halloween decorations as you can get Christmas ones. Right, right. right. Yeah. Episode fifty-three. Uh, this is the first episode after our first anniversary. Yeah. So it's our, our, first after first. Our hour long. Our hour long. Our, 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 I sound like a pirate. Hour today. long. Arg. <laughs> arg. Hour. People got to see what we look like, and maybe they ran <laughs> from their screens. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't think I had even combed my hair before that, so no one noticed. And these, no one these notice. headphones, anyway, they don't really make you look that attractive. Oh, right? No, they don't. It's <laughs> to sort of make you look like you, you know, know large like head. like we're incredibly attractive without the headphones. <laughs> right. On. <laughs> well, right, which we are without them, obviously. But you know, <laughs> right. Uh, um, so, but we did. If you didn't listen to last week, we did a special hour long episode for our our one year anniversary of the podcast, fifty two episodes and we videoed it it was live on facebook and you mm-hmm. can still watch it there on facebook and i need to put it on youtube and i haven't done that i okay. think i can take it off facebook and put it on youtube i'm, I'm certain yeah i'll yeah. get around to that. that'll get tens and tens of viewers <laughs> <laughs> but it was very fun and we appreciate all you all out there that participated and answered our trivia questions it's and got, won it prizes. got good reviews people said they really yeah. enjoyed it yeah you know yeah so the, the people listen wanted us to do it again and i was like mm, yeah you <laughs> Maybe Thank quor- you. maybe Thank quarterly, you, but, maybe mm. annually, maybe biannually. I don't know. You know, we'll see. You know, it means we have to brush our hair and so forth. <laughs> so this is uh, I am Sean. I'm Bill, and we are coming to you from the Rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry. Wacky Poem Life is a half hour ish show where we take something someone has written or sent to the museum or entered in one of our poetry contests, and we talk about it for half an hour. Yeah. 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 And we do Poetry Court, too, which I, I told you the other day, I think we need to stop doing it because people keep telling me I'm too mean. And listen, people, Bill keeps saying, no, we're going to keep doing it. It's not just me. Well, right. And it's <laughs> it, 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 I think it's fine. And if you um, – I'm learning how – you know, my defense uh, mannerisms and my uh, – uh, 
my pleas uh-huh. and my. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't seem to tone down my meanness, so <laughs> I just channel, you know, Nan- I think it's Nancy Grace and Judge Judy all together. I think and it's I good just... therapy for you. You get all that frustration <laughs> out, you know, overruled. But you... seriously, seriously, Bill, we 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 can stop court whenever you want to. Well, I think that. But I don't even think though it was your it. idea. Even though it's my idea, I don't th- <laughs> we don't need to stop it. We can we we can have a special episode occasionally or whatever. It's up to you. Okay, uh, you we know, don't need to do it. You're, every you're the, time, you're the captain of the ship. Yeah. Hey, hey, everybody out there, we're planning our our episode as <laughs> yeah <for laughs> as you're listening. Right. we're this planning is, our future. <laughs> uh, Two person board meeting. You know, all in favor, say aye, aye. Well, we'll see. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, but to today's episode, we have a poem that was submitted in our Dark and Scary Poem ca- uh, Contest, which we've been doing for many years at the museum. And it was won by a woman from Broken Arrow named Helen Patterson. And it's just a really cool poem. And this was the entry in the adult category. We yeah. had three categories. Yeah. And so we thought we'd just do this poem today. And it really is uh, scary. It is. Darkish and scary. Yes, and very mysterious. Very mysterious. Yeah. It's like something. This is a perfect Tales of the Crypt plot, in, oh, my, yeah. in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, shall we? Shall I start? Please. Because uh, I've practiced reading this several times. Please do. I'm going to take a drink of this wine you Enjoy brought wine called while I, Butchery. The, we, we have Butchery Wine. <laughs> That's blood, the name of it. Blood Red Butchery Wine <laughs> to accompany this session. Okay. Grammy by H.V. Patterson. I dug up Grammy's skull last year. And took it home with me. Look at how she smiles, Jenny. She's lovely. But you can see that to departed Grammy's shame, she doesn't look her best. For she had no natural teeth when her corpse was laid to rest. So my first victim was Jackson. And my conscience gave a pang when I wedged the wicked crowbar deep inside his brain. His incisors were perfect, gleaming, lovely, and clean. But his other teeth were a nightmare of poor dental hygiene. Victim two was Daisy, whose molars were impeccable. But her premolars and canines, so many faults detectable. So, my sweetest Jenny, you are victim number three. I've checked your teeth already, and they're as lovely as can be. Know that I regret this, but the deed, it must be done. Take comfort, please, in knowing that you're the final one. For decades I will cherish Grammy's skull and borrowed smile while you slowly decompose beneath the basement tile. For I love her truly, and I thought, and though I know it isn't right, I'd kill a hundred people to keep Grammy's smile bright. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, man. (laughs) That's, That's devotion. You know, I'll find the perfect mouth for you yet. Yes, third you know, time, third time's a charm. I, and in my notes, I wrote this poem gave me a toothache. <laughs> I would say more like a mouthache. You know, let's remove well, the lower jaw. That's part of the scary thing about it, isn't it? Is because we have so many um, fears surrounding teeth. Teeth. Our teeth. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. That's a big one. Fear, fear of losing your teeth, yes. fear of the dentist. Yeah. Um, right. Dentophobia. Is that a phobia? Dentophobia? That's a phobia of, mm-hmm. of dentists. Wow. Yeah. Or I don't anything like, harming your teeth, dentophobia. I don't like the sound of a drill. 
No, like, no. It even hurts yeah. your ears, not mm-hmm. just your teeth. Yeah, yeah. And what the movie with Dustin Hoffman? Oh, Mar- Marathon, Marathon Man. Man where oh, they, no, yeah. no, nothing, and they drilled holes in his teeth with no one. That is, I, it has been decades since I saw that movie, but boy, I remember that yeah, scene. That was rough. That was <laughs> yeah. rough. Yeah, that that hit home. Yeah. If you all have dentophobia, do not watch Marathon. Absolutely. Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you probably didn't have much warning back in the day whenever it came out. What was that in the 70s? Yes, it was 70s. Yes, yeah, it was. But that uh, torture scene was going to be, woo! Yeah. I don't even like thinking about it. Right, right. Yeah. So this is, I really liked Helen's poem, and I found that it was great. It was quite mysterious. It is, uh, you know, tragically uh, humorous, too. And right. um, it's it's very, and then on another level, it's very serious. <laughs> Yeah. You know, this is a desecration of a corpse. <laughs> mm-hmm. Basically, yes. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, it's very Poe-like, I think. You yeah. Know, and, and it's got a good – is the word cadence? Yes. Yes, it does. Uh, me, see, best, nice rest. Yeah. Right. There's, you know, they're just like dun-dun-dun-dun, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, which brings – which makes it a little bit of that light you know, quality to it right. is that the rhyme is kind of sing-songy, mm-hmm. which, you know, normally in a poem you don't really want that. But in this type of a poem, that that's kind of, you know, it's undercutting the the macabre effect. Macabre effect, words. yes. <laughs> Impeccable and detectable. That's are, a good one, are my it? Are my favorite rhymes yes. in this. That's an excellent rhyme. Yeah. yeah. And it sort of has, I feel like there should be some Dr. Seuss illustrations. <laughs> In a, stra- in a strange kind of way, you it, know. It would make a neat little graphic story, mm-hmm. wouldn't it? Right. Yeah. I'm, I was going to say picture book, but I think, no, I don't, I'm not sure we need to be sharing this with yeah, the kind of with blood two and three years and, old. Right. You know, skulls and teeth and my. Yeah. They, they might be a little too terrified mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. But I like how the poem just gets right into it, you know. First line, I dug up Grammy's school mm-hmm. last year. <laughs> and okay, and it's like wow, you know, yeah, and I know. digging it up from a graveyard is one thing, but the fact that she was buried under the tile, probably in under his her home, is another. Was it? Well, I, I that was my <clears throat> assumption. Um, um, beneath the basement tile, I assume a basement is in a home, not not necess- necessarily a uh, mm. cemetery. Am, am I? No, because she's saying that to Jenny. That you're going to be decomposing oh. under the basement tile. Oh, poor Jenny. Yeah, shades, oh. shades of that post story, the Telltale Heart. Oh my Remember yes, that story? yes, yeah, right. And this is also very American horror story ish. Yeah, is that a good? Is that a word? I guess I, I can't I, really watch that show. I think I watched an episode. I or like two. it, but it's gone. It's gone to the premium <laughs> it's channels. It's gone crazy. Now. Oh, it's gone, no. you know. Okay, but I still, it, it, I don't, you know. Gore bothers me. I don't know why I like that because that's one of the goriest things around. American <laughs> Horror Story. Was Jessica Lange still in it? Jessica Lange. Oh, she isn't she good? My that's, I'm gosh. say that might be why you like it. Oh, she's she so is. Good. I mean, she is yeah. Queen Vamp. Mm-hmm. You know, she is Camp Incarnate. I've always yes. loved her acting. Right. Every movie she's ever been in, even you know that horrible version of King Kong that she was in. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, if you ever if you want to see Campy <laughs> Deluxe, just see Feud. Feud. I think I've seen that. It's the and it's she plays uh, a Joan Crawford. Jessica does. Oh. Susan Sarandon plays Betty oh, Davis. Oh yeah. Oh my God! It is talk about <laughs> you know cat scratch fever. That's what you got there. Um, but, there's 
You know, we were saying about the uh, the the teeth, that that's a, a appropriate subject for a Halloween poem because it is really scary and it and it speaks to something primeval in us. I think. Yeah. And yeah. and that. Um, so there's a lot of symbolism here of what those teeth represent. And what do they represent to the speaker of this poem? That's part of the mystery that I kind of like. Yeah. Because as I said, it, it starts, she gets right into it. I dug up her skull last year, and I immediately thinking, okay, why? Yeah, and why are you so obsessed with her teeth <laughs> looking looking, yes. looking okay? Right. You know, couldn't you get some dentures in place in there, perhaps? Okay, well, then, you know, I said there is dentophobia, which is the fear of dentists, and then there's also odontophobia. Okay, let me say this right. Odontophilia. Odontophilia. Now, I'm, I'm, I am afraid to ask what this means. Well, philia, philia means would be a, the opposite of an, phobia. An affection, an affection for teeth. teeth. A fetish. I've never heard. Teeth fetish. I had I have no idea. I had no idea that existed. Yeah. Well, you know, there's fetishes for almost well, true, everything. True, true. Yeah. It can be, here, I'm reading a description. It, <clears throat> it can involve everything from focusing on someone's teeth in the middle of a conversation to opening your partner's mouth with dental equipment during sex. Hmm. <laughs> never, you know, to each his own, but, you know, you would hope the other, other participant is somewhat sympathetic or enjoying it as well. Well, yeah, you know. I think it's a mutual thing we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is an, as an S&M thing. I guess yeah. it could turn into one, but that's very different. But, yeah, yeah. odontophilia. Odonto. That almost sounds like a... Uh, High Priestess of the Dark. <laughs> Odontophilia. Odontophilia. She's got large teeth. She arises She's from the depths. Look at the canines on Odontophilia. <clears throat> yes. I like that. I need an illustration of Odontophilia. Well, right. Well, the root of the word, as my lover there online etymology dictionary <laughs> yeah. tells us, the root of the word tooth is uh, dent. It comes from the Proto-Indo-European word uh, root. Dent. Dent, as in. So we have all of those words. Denture, dentine. Uh Mm -hmm. Yes. Dentist, dentrifice, um, indent, even, because indent means to make a dent. Indent, like a a bite or a teeth mark. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would just at the dentist, as I told you last week or the week before Mm -hmm. last. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one of those things, just get her done. Yeah. Yeah. People have uh, that's I think that's one of the top ten nightmares that people have is uh, things about their teeth, their teeth either crumbling or falling out mm-hmm. or somebody you know smashing their teeth. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, I didn't your look teeth. that up. I'm not sure what that means in uh, you know dream symbology. What do you think that probably means? Oh, I don't know. You know, I, I think losing either. teeth is almost as almost like losing clothes or underwear. Which I dream about a lot is I seem to be in my underwear in public a lot, which I'm not sure why. <laughs> you know that uh, that's in the top ten too. It's just so maybe it's being unprepared. Yes. You know. Do you think just, that has anything to do with this poem? So she's suffering this loss of teeth, or she has some sort of um, odontophilia. But why? Well, it makes why. me wonder whether. Uh, the author has, you know, the, has teeth, and she wants a perfect smile on someone, so she's going to create the persona. Smile. Yeah, that's speaking. The perfect in the point. Smile. Yeah, I don't think this is Helen speaking. But. Right? No, no, no. But the, the who she? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Grammy's Grammy's uh, grandchild. Yeah. Right. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. Right, but there are, there have been a lot of horror movies about saving a part of the body, specifically the head, and it's put on display, like mm-hmm. in. Um, uh, 
Is that, that hedophilia? Hedophilia. Scolophilia. Who? What was Jason's series? Friday the Thirteenth, I believe that the, she was saving. He was saving his mother's head. Hmm. She, it all get, get, it got all pruny and so forth and. Hmm. So that yeah, it's just weird. It's just weird. Yeah. Yes, and that's that's really why I like this poem. It was weird. It had, I've I've seen things sort of like this. You know, I've read other stories and poems that have a similar type of uh, atmosphere to to them, especially the fact of combining you know serious subjects and horrifying things with the kind of a light humor to them. Um, but it, it it's also just unique. Too. Yeah, because it does kind of give you shivers, and mm-hmm. the person does have a knowledge of of, of teeth, mm-hmm. canines, molars, premolars, um, right. incisors. Yes, the detail is very specific, which yeah. makes it adds to the poetic quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So they know the teeth and where they need to be in the mouth, mm-hmm. and even naming the people. You know, first there was Jackson, then there was Daisy, and now it's you. Jenny. I don't know why I felt sorry for Jeannie. Maybe because she was sweetest. You know, Jenny is a sweet name. You mm-hmm. think you know? Well, oh, this as, is a sweet as in eight six seven five three zero nine, Jenny, Jenny. I always yeah. think Forrest Gump. For uh, for oh Forrest Gump, yeah, my With sweet Jenny. Jenny. Yeah, but I think there's a there's an old uh, horror tale where there's you know Jenny is the is the person in it. I can't remember, but yeah, just naming the names, naming the types of teeth, being very specific with the imagery. That's what. You know, boost it up and made this a first mm. prize-winning poem. I just got an epiphany of. I know we can't use the music. I, I know we can't use the music. Uh oh. Where's my epiphany? Uh, where's music? epiphany? You don't have epiphany, do you? I don't. I don't think I do. What's this? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's fa- it's 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 fashion Barbie in her in her pink Corvette coming to- toward us. This takes forever. That's, that's an epiphany. I have something to this say. This is an aerobic cut right here. Okay, we'll just play. All right, yeah, we we're done with that one. We're done with that song. It, I know we can't use this song for for this uh, episode, but if we could, be, it'd be fantastic. There's a song by Sniffing the Tears. Sniffing okay. the Tears, and it's called Driver's Seat. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a line in that song that says, Ginny was sweet. She always smiled at the people she'd meet. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that song. That's such a high school song, high school music. Has a, you know, that kind of goes along place with in my this. heart. It does go with this. Yeah, Jenny she's was smiling. She's smiling. got perfect teeth. So, but she lost her teeth. That's tragic. Did Sweet you hear Jenny. how I just said smiling? Smiling. She's smiling. <laughs> I just went into the deep south there for smiling. a minute. Smiling. Poetic justice. <laughs> well, speaking of songs, Bill, do you know what a skeleton's favorite song is? Um, let me think. It's it comes from the Bone City Blues. Bad. Bad to the bones. Bad to the bones. Bad to the bones. Oh my, uh, George Thorogood and the Destroyers. Mm-hmm. Takes what, me back. Where does the skeleton go uh, for a fun night? Uh, to the uh, Xylophone Bone Club. <laughs> I like that. Somebody needs to open the Xylophone Bone Club. <laughs> <laughs> Although that sounds like that could also be a Zalabone, Zalabone strip club. joint. <laughs> it, it, it does. It, right. That sounds a little like, uh-oh, what do you mean by that? Mm. Um, uh, well, where does Skeleton go for a fun night? Anywhere, as long as it's a hip joint. Hip, hip joint. Yeah. Hip oh, joint. Rocking out. And you, know, and you know what they have? You know what the kind of a dance they have? A ball. No. They have a ball in the hip joint. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, Curtis I, had to have, everyone. I had to have help with my laugh I, on that one. <laughs> I want everyone out there to laugh at that. Yes, because Bill came up with that just on the fly. On the fly. Yeah. yeah. See, my jokes are kind of canned. But I, well, I'm, here with them. I kind of landed on top of that one. So <laughs> had some assistance. <laughs> uh, well, I, it's a it's a wonderful poem. It's a wonderful Halloween poem. There's so many of them out there. Um, you know, dark and scary poems. You could. You could read all day and probably not read all of Edgar Allan Poe's um, dark and scary poems. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, it would take you all day to read The Raven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that your favorite dark and scary poem, The Raven? No. It's not? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's not everyone. <laughs> Let me read one I really like, oh, okay. too. Okay, all right. Okay, because this is by Christina Rossetti. And it's not – she didn't write this for Halloween or anything like that, but it, it has that quality, the, the dark and scary quality. It's called After Death. The curtains were half drawn, the floor was swept, and strewn with rushes, rosemary, and may, lay thick upon the bed on which I lay. Where through the lattice ivy shadows crept, he leaned above me, thinking that I slept, and could not hear him, but I heard him say, Poor child, poor child. And as he turned away came a deep silence, and I knew he wept. He did not touch the shroud, or raise the fold that hid my face, or take my hand in his, or ruffle the smooth pillows for my head. He did not love me living, but once dead he pitied me, and very sweet it is to know he still is warm, though I am cold. Ooh. Yeah. Uh-oh, a little necrophilia going on there. <laughs> well, it, and, and this sense of being able to see what's going on when you're dead. Mm-hmm. Or being on, omnipotent, being everywhere. Yes, and, and yes. Or yeah. this also makes me think of um, old, scary Vincent Price type movies that I watched when I was young, and I can't even name any of them. But the ones where uh, people were buried alive, mm-hmm. you know, and they woke up in the grave. And, yes. Whoa, yeah. Or just, to be to be in a coffin six feet yes. and not be able to get. Yeah. Right. You know, that used to happen probably mm-hmm. pretty frequently when we weren't able to, you know, if somebody was in a catatonic state or a coma or something oh, like Sean, that. You're, you're just causing me to have all kinds of, <laughs> I just didn't quite, because as, as a child, as a child, that was, that was really. <laughs> That's my the, only Halloween speaking sound. Of the, speaking of the raven. <laughs> But yeah, I used to have really, uh, I used to really like watching those movies, but they kind of stuck in my head. Right. I think one of them was a a really messed up version of, of Poe's story, The Fall of the House of the Usher. But just this idea of people don't realize you're still alive and they're talking about you like you're dead. And then, then they actually put you in the coffin mm-hmm. and you're just, you can't move, you know. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the meme? The meme? Um, the, there's a meme that says, why were we not taught to fear the people? Instead of being t- taught to fear the witches, why were we not taught to fear the people that burned them? Right. And I always want to – I always correct these people and I say, why are you saying witches? Where are the quotes? You need quotes around witches. They were not – That's true. They were That's not true. witches. They were accused of being witches. Yeah. So they were – you know, it's like and, – and it goes right over people's heads. Absolutely. It's like – yeah, but Bill, I don't think there's anything wrong with being a witch. Oh well, no, no. Well, right, I, <laughs> true. But the thing is, I think a lot of people think there is. Yeah, you know? because it's just a different different definition of of witch that we have here in America, as opposed to uh, a lot of other countries. And this morning, I was looking up warlock. 
for yeah. some reason. Some reason you just came, woke up and said, because I, I thought, must see what Warlock because is Because Warlock about. is kind of a cool a cool <laughs> name, Warlock. Uh-huh. It doesn't have the same it, – it's the male equivalent of a witch, I believe, mm-hmm. roughly, even though I think witches are more powerful, according to American Horror Story. But, women. Yes, women are more powerful. But I think that the, the, there's not the negative connotation for some reason, and I don't know why, mm-hmm. for warlock and witch. It's the whole history of the patriarchy in the world. You're Bill. probably right. That's because what it is Because right when there. you see a guy, you don't think, what a warlock. <laughs> <laughs> You know, if he's mean when you're with a woman, it's like what a witch. It's just different. Yeah, and it is. I right. That's what it is. It is what right it is. There. It is what it is. Misogyny one hundred and one. I really liked your poem that you wrote on on on, on the poem daily the daily poem poem. Um, My daily poem podcast. List. Yeah. May I read that? Well, yeah. I love it. I don't know which I, one you're talking about. It's brand new, fresh oh. off fresh off the press. Oh, okay. They ride tonight. Oh, I forgot. Oh, I'd written that one. I love it. <laughs> Listen to this, everyone. They ride tonight. They ride tonight. The withering trees, crooked as their spines, crooked as the days become when life has fled. They ride tonight, laughing at the stars, t- trying to outlast them, to outshine them, as if their powers were diminished. They ride tonight. The moon as passive as the frightened rabbit in the hound's stare, as the human as the human child in the strumming wild, they ride tonight. So stay at home. <laughs> oh, I just wanted to crawl under my bed when I read that. I actually was inspired a little bit in that poem by a picture book I picked up over at um, in Pryor at the. The Pryor Bookstore run by Chris Hardy. If you all live anywhere in northeastern Oklahoma or, or just taking a road trip through, you got to stop over there. It's a great little bookstore. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's got a bell I, on the door. Ding. I went over there with my grand girl, Claire, and uh, we. one of the picture books we picked out was from a Walter de la Mer poem. And it was um, – and the illustrations were wonderful, and it was, you know, witches flying mm-hmm. through the night. You know what the image I got immediately with with that with what? that poem? The scene in Wizard of Oz when that when the flying monkeys are, oh, are yeah. flying out of the out of the jumping out of yes. the castle window, and it just gave me chills. It's like <laughs> all of these winged creatures flying. You know, they 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 they, they ride tonight. That's very cool. I you know, because I never that. said witches in there, so it didn't have to be. They witches. ride tonight. Yeah. You know, and just didn't the howling monkey, the flying monkeys, when they were coming oh, down yeah. out of the trees to get Dorothy? That in? was the scariest part right. of the movie those, when I was young. Those creatures that were excellent. Yeah, that plus the witch melting. Of course, that was, those were the two scariest parts. Well, you know what, Bill? I think What's uh, that? I think that it's probably about time that time. we went into something we call poetry court. <laughs> Ooh. That's scary. All right. So in today's episode of Poetry Court, where we take a bad poem that we find somewhere in the world uh, and we we take it to court, uh, you have picked out this poem, so I'm defending it, <laughs> and you are the prosecution. Prosecu- so I, I, I'm going to prosecute. <laughs> I'm going to burn this poem at the stake. <laughs> the Lost Will. I want to Google something. I don't know what. Anything that would distract me from my forlorn thoughts. I have a lot to do, but I accomplish none of it. I'll probably end up lonely, somewhere in a pit. Life dealt me great cards. I am just a shitty player. But I can still turn it around if I find a will somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. bad to the bone. <laughs> <laughs> bad. Okay. Okay, let me start. 
the charge is uh, slaughter, <laughs> slaughter, a libelous slaughter uh, of sentence structure. The forgery. It's three slaughters? Okay. Uh, yes. Forgery of cadence. <laughs> murder against self esteem. Perjury uh, of, of any accomplishment whatsoever that occurs in life. Um, self slandering and trafficking in self defeatism. <laughs> it reeks of randomness. Uh, reeks of randomness. <laughs> uh, silence in the court. Where's my Where's my go? Reeks of randomness of of, of and, and chosen helplessness of inactivity and proactivity, uh, which is so prevalent in t- today's society. Court. So the sentence is two year intensive study at at Schoolhouse Rock University. <laughs> So defense, uh, uh, defend this that, travesty. My gosh, I'm not sure the, the jury is going to be able to dist- understand every one of those well, I charges. I think they're smart. I, I think they're smart. They're going to have to pick and choose, and there's <laughs> such, such a preponderance of charges, they may just decide just to throw it all Throw away. it all out, with, yeah. maybe with the bathwater. Yeah, but <clears throat> my client would like to present that this is a poem that is written uh, very uh, formally. It is a poem of quatrains with alternating rhyme, which not everyone can do. They are actually sophisticated off-rhymes in place, such as what and thoughts and particularly player and somewhere. Excellent off-rhyme there. It's a classic example of the destructive nature of the 21st century technological world, leaving the human feeling distant from all things, even most tragically, your own self. And you think my words were hard to understand. (laughs) (laughs) You have some gall. (laughs) (laughs) Let's throw out some thesauruses here. I don't think your words were hard to understand. I just think you threw way too many charges at this little poem. (laughs) This little 12-line poem. Yeah. Okay. I may have been hard on on little Will. um, Lost Will. uh, Prosecution, don't backtrack. Don't backpedal. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Um, (laughs) There's metaphoric qualities in the word will. It's multi-layered. It could be the will to live, a will that someone has signed, a person named Will. I still think it's indefensible. This poem is um, about despair that knows no bounds. And yes. it's the best that can be written in this but state of affairs. But don't you think that... The client is to be pitied and helped rather than prosecuted and punished. But, but defense, don't you think conjunction, conjunction, junction, watch your function would be <laughs> quite helpful <laughs> in some of these? Conjunction, junction, watch your function. Watch your function. <laughs> you know, I'm a bill, I'm only a bill, and I'm living up on Capitol Hill. We I mean, the, the people <laughs> in, in order, order to, to form a more perfect, perfect union. union. Oh, Except. my gosh. <laughs> I just I, I feel like that if that was a light sentence. If people didn't know our age, they do now. They do now. Yep, they do now. We're just I I feel like it's a light sentence. I feel like it's not um, un, un, unduly harsh, um, but I feel I, the defeatism in this uh, poem is just makes me want to just this is almost dust in the wind type defeatism. Hmm. All we do is dust in the wind. Okay. Well, I'm just saying that my client is obviously to be pitied and helped rather than prosecuted and punished. And uh, I think I. Uh, the prosecution doesn't disagree with that. It's just that they feel like some some uh, re- reframing of some understanding of poetry needs to occur. Okay, we'll let the let the jury out there decide. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. I'm not going to say any more. Well, that, you, that was a good defense. Okay, uh, and, and I feel like that. It, if it you might, say so, might be we might be tied. I'm not sure. 
<laughs> there could be a hung jury. That's hung jury. one of the options. If you go to wackypoemlife.com Which was the case and click last on the week. episode, was it I think hung it was jury two and two. last week? I think two okay. and two. But if you go to, to wackypoemlife.com and, and click on the episode page down at the bottom, you can choose, uh, you can click on the prosecution, defense, or hungry, hung, hungry jury. Hungry jury. <laughs> I am hungry. It's almost lunchtime. <laughs> Maybe the hungry jury one. I don't know. Knock, knock. Who is there? Ice cream. Ice cream who? I scream every time I see a ghost. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Throw a shoe at it. I don't. You know what? I would love to see a ghost. Oh, I would. Careful what you wish for, because poltergeist kind of bothered me. I just, I don't believe in them, but I would love to see one. Yeah. Maybe it'd make me believe. Here's a true story before we close. Okay. When I was a small kid, I was sleeping on the couch in my dad's living room we had for company. We had a quilt, and it, I was, it was on top of me. Well, I, when I looked at it, it was on the floor, and it was something was dragging it down the hallway little by little by little by little. I don't know what happened. And then another time, you know, my roommate and I, we heard, we heard wind chimes, loud, loud, loud wind chimes. Sean, there's not the a wind. The wind was blowing. There's not a wind chime on our property. Mm-hmm. And, and we're like, <laughs> what is going on here? And then it was a dog that was taking your quilt away. There, we didn't. Other... We, I, I, okay, it was a cat. We don't have a cat or a dog. I, uh, Strange was things. a rat that had it come could in be, the house. It could be. Could be. All I'm saying is that these things kind of bothered me. So they're, un, uh, they're anyway, I'm just saying. I'm, bones and crows, that's all I got, folks. I got one more True joke. stories. What, what's a witch's favorite makeup? Oh, goodness. It's got to be green pancake. <laughs> Mascara. A mascara. 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 That's even worse. (laughs) Worst and worst. (laughs) All right. Thank you all for uh, joining us on this episode of Wacky Poem Life. We we love doing it. And so we're going to keep doing it until somebody makes us Like it or not, we're doing it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Please spread the word. Please give us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you go to Apple Podcasts and you search for our show title and then scroll down to the bottom of the page and that's where you can put a review in. And those, those are, I think, are, are really helpful if we have reviews there. Absolutely. And just share us in your, in your social media. That right. would be helpful, too. Certainly. All right. Happy Halloween. Yay! Oh. <laughs> I was trying to do a witchy scare. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs>